Hi and welcome. Now, unfortunately, the history of the property industry has been plagued by slippery shoe salespeople and spruikers who suck people in to overpay for poor properties that invariably underperform. Like wolves in sheep's clothing who present convincing arguments by cleverly, cleverly packaging truisms that sound plausible but don't ultimately pass the sniff test. So how can you separate the sheep from the goats and engage your team of independent professionals who operate with integrity and honesty and have your best interests at heart, not their own hidden agendas? The answer, PIPA, the Property Investment Professionals of Australia, where membership demands that professionals across the full spectrum of property strategists, buyers agents, finance brokers and others uphold a very strict code of conduct. However, some PIPA members who've been operating as imposters as they fail to uphold the high professional standards or falsely advertise their PIPA membership when they no longer actually have it are potentially misleading unsuspecting investors. So to discuss PIPA's proactive approach to upholding and ensuring their professionalism in the industry, the chair of PIPA, Nicola McDougall, joins us again. So welcome back, Nicola. Thanks, Bushy, and thank you for that intro. You know, not, apart from your astounding command of the English language, um, it is it is sad that every word that you were saying was true about uh, the, the the myriad charlatans and spookers out there. But um, that was that was an amazing introduction. <laughs> thank no, you. thank you. Well, I think the the sad thing is that there's enough of those out there that that give the a bad name to the the other host of very professional operators in the industry who are, have been doing the right thing and continue to do the right thing. So, you know, I, I just admire the way uh, Pippa is really setting the standards there. And I, I guess just to get into it, then uh, Nicola, uh, can you sort of summarise for us what is Pippa's key role in the industry, as mm. you see it? Yeah, so Pippa, um, we've been around for about 15 years now, and we're, you know, we're a non-profit industry association for anyone who is involved. Uh, in the provision of property and investment advice. And the reason why PIPA was formed many years ago by, you know, the very um, best practitioners back in the day was the fact, you know, that the spruikers were such a huge part of the market and to provide some consumer protection. Uh, that is because there isn't any regulation uh, in this space uh, because property is not seen as a financial instrument. So it was like, okay, well, that's unfortunate that that's happening. Obviously, PIPA... Um, throughout the years have been lobbying federal governments to help uh, to see if we can get some legislation in the space. We haven't been successful. I think it's all too hard for them. Um, so what we continue to do um, is we're a membership body where the very best, most, most, most ethical and professional practitioners uh, choose to belong to the association. Um, they um, choose to abide by our code of conduct as a, as a key plank of their membership of the association. And most of them also uh, complete our qualified property investment advisor training program, which ensures they have that additional level of education out there as well. All of these things obviously provide um, additional consumer protection um, out there and also raises the professional standards of everyone working in the industry. Yeah, no, brilliant. So uh, just to give us a bit of a taste then, what, what are some of the key elements of Pippa's Code of Conduct? Uh, it's, all, it's all about, the Code of Conduct is all about sort of fostering best practice by raising the standards, 
uh, within the industry, facilitating proper professional development and market integrity. The number one one, though, is really about um, agreeing to disclose any commissions that may be paid to you uh, in your sort of, you know, as a property investment professional. Um, yep. What's what's vital with that disclosure is, you know, it's creates transparency, everything is out in the open. Um, it's about everyone obviously knowing, uh, you know, both sides of, of, of the situation. But spruikers, they never do that, right? They will never, ever, they won't, you will think, they'll present themselves as operating on the buying side of the transaction, but they're really operating on the selling side. You're not buying a property, you're being sold a property. And what you don't know as a consumer um, is that, that they are getting paid a significant, they're probably getting paid a significant commission by a bunch of different people, let's be honest, to promote that property to you uh, with the pretense that they are providing you with property investment advice. Um, that's the way spruikers have operated forever. That's why, how they continue to operate. So it's really that commitment to the disclosure of any commissions that might be pay, paid. And when I'm saying that, I'm not talking about you know, every type of commission, but, you know, sometimes there are, you know, some commissions that are paid for referrals and things like that, but it's just about being honest, upfront and transparent about the process. And, and by our members, by our members doing that, it means that they are already, you know, far and away uh, the, the, the best girls and guys in the industry because they are prepared to, to provide that information to every single client that chooses to work with them. Yeah, it's spot on and eliminating, yeah. Hidden and secret brown paper bags, uh, so that the investors know exactly who's getting paid what and why. Uh, really important. And to we're not. And, and that's exactly. And at the end of the day, you know, our members are professionals who part, charge a fee for service for their service. They deserve to be paid, um, but generally they are, they are paid that by their clients. They work for their clients. They provide independent, bespoke, tailored advice for that particular person for their individual circumstances. So we're not saying. You know, the disclosure of commissions or payments is not about them not charging a professional fee for their services, but it's just about setting the benchmark for transparency. Yeah, it's spot on. And the, the old saying that uh, uh, nothing's, there's no such thing as a free lunch, you're paying for it somewhere, is uh, ever more true in the, the property sphere. So, so tell me, uh, given that context then, Nicola, why is it important that investors check regularly who are PIPA members, do you think? Yeah, I think it. I think it's really important because we have had instances over uh, the years where um, people have been saying that they're PIPA members and they never have been. Um, they could be promoting it on their websites on LinkedIn, for example, um, but they actually never have been a member of PIPA. We've all, also had instances where people have done that, where they are saying that they're qualified property investment advisors um, when they're not. Um, we have had instances where people have been, um, the, you know, they no longer are members of PIPA. Um, sometimes they've just not renewed uh, their membership. And, but it's still, you know, if you Googled them, it might look like that they're still PIPA members, but they're not. Um, and also, you know, our code of conduct, you know, is the backbone of the association. And that means that we take consumer complaints about PIPA members very seriously. We have a legal and risk committee 
which will go through a due process um, to handle that complaint. And we have on occasion actually terminated members um, who were seen, uh, who, who through that process, um, it was found that um, they had contravened our kind of code of conduct and their memberships have actually been terminated. Um, so that's why it's vital, like on the PIPA, PIPA website, people can go there and check the membership status of anybody at that point in time. And I would suggest that they, they do that every year um, because as I say, just because someone was a PIPA member last year doesn't mean that they're a PIPA member this year. Um, and it's just vital that, um, well, in a way, you know, it's we are, you know, smallish nonprofit industry association. We do our very best uh, to monitor this. It would be yeah. great if consumers could actually pass on information to us if they do find that people are saying they're PIPA members or they're QPIAs and they're not, because that is obviously, you know, saying that you're a PIPA member and you're not is against Australian consumer law. Um, so we will follow that up. But it is pretty impossible for us um, to actually monitor monitor that all ourselves. But especially it's about consumer protection. It's about um, investors understanding whether someone is actually a PIPA member or they're not. Um, year to year, because, you know, most of our members uh, are members for year on year, year on year, year on year, but then we do have a cohort, a very, very small cohort who may not re renew for a variety of reasons, and we do have some whose memberships um, have actually been terminated. Yeah, that's uh, very important. So the what, what are the approaches that PIPA is undertaking then to ensure that members are upholding the highest professional standards then, Nicola? Well, that, that's, I mean, it's on our website as well. Um, consumers are able to lodge complaints to PIPA um, if they have worked with the PIPA member. Sometimes we do get um, complaints from investors where the, the person is not a PIPA member. So we aren't able to help them. Um, however, we do do our very best to steer them in the right direction. We do have a lot of, far more of them than we do PIPA compla members, complaints against PIPA members, sorry. So, but we do have, that complaint handling process within uh, PIPA and we do take it very seriously and our legal uh, and risk committee follows a due process uh, to investigate um, every complaint that may may be lodged by 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 a consumer and then um, it'll it will be taken to its natural well not as natural I suppose it's a conclusion but also there is appeals process as well from the member but I, I must say that there's happens very few not many instances of that happening throughout my involvement in the eight years that I've been with Pippa um, because you know we only take complaints from consumers on Pippa members and they are very very few and far between. Yeah, good to hear. And uh, I really want to thank you for the great work that you and the, the rest of the uh, PIPA board are, are doing to uh, really uphold the, the standards of professionalism in the industry, Nicola. And, and thanks again for your time on the show today. Thanks for having me, Bushy, anytime. Thanks, Nicola. Well, there you have it. If you're looking for proven independent professionals to assist you on your property journey, you can find members on pippa.asn.au, of which we're proud members and strong supporters. So keep watching the Property Hub's Realty Talk, your trusted voice for all things property.